Hey, 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 it's Michael here for another Tuesday edition of Oilers Live. we got a special guest tonight, Mr. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports and 630 Ched. And then, of course, associate host or whatever we're calling him this week, Mr. Dash in the Park. I've called him a lot of bad names, Reed, so I think that one that one will be all right. That one's okay for evening radio. I still don't doesn't... know the difference all the time between an assistant coach and a, an associate coach. <laughs> I think an associate coach is higher ranking. I think. Like, yeah, that's what I was going for, for sure. Reed. Yeah, best friend, you get to be an associate coach if you're some oh, guy who's been hired. He bear, he's, he's got it nailed, buddy. Before. That's that's you're what I'm for. Wow. <laughs> I could read. Checks in the mail, buddy. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope so. I need it. He's so short episode. <laughs> <laughs> short. Hey, it was great talking to you, Reed. Anyway, have a great night. I made my money. <laughs> Let me, let's go. I'm out. Take, take your money and out, and you're off. Pin that. Hey, welcome to the show. Okay. Well, several uh, several things. First of all, uh, I think I have four things in mind. If I remember all of them. Uh, I have no idea what I'm doing here. It, my phone says it's 31 degrees, 9 p.m. on the waning days of summer <laughs> here in Edmonton. This would have been a great night to buzz over to the Odd Company patio and uh, help shut it down with a couple of pints. But no, not me. Uh, <laughs> hockey podcast. Well, I know you'll talk other hockey, non-hockey stuff too. But yes, hockey podcast with a guy... I don't know what time it is where you are, Mike, like four in the morning. I don't even know how your schedule <laughs> operates. I don't even want to know. You're like part zombie, part Oilers super fan, which is one of the most bizarre combinations ever. So, but I am here. Nailed it. Thank you for having me. You have very nice graphics. You have better graphics. That intro was good. That's better graphics than we had at the TV station I worked at in Lloydminster. It was just like a, a dog with a, like a cardboard sandwich board. It was like news hour starts now. So the very, very nice graphics. And I got to say that song, who, who wrote and composed that song? Was like, <laughs> you know, that, that, that song has been getting a lot of talk lately. It's, now uh, a little bubble, but how do I get rid of this little thing of myself that came up on the side? You should have saw Dustin Nielsen air guitaring to that thing last week, Reed. Yeah. What is this? Is this supposed to be there? Can people see this? There's like two of me and that's one of me on video is disturbing enough. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's uh, they can then, only see one of you. Okay, <laughs> good. It, 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 so is what I'm seeing what's going over the internet? Uh, apparently that's not. What, that's what people are seeing. <laughs> what what people are? What do people see? They see is, uh, me in the top left. Then yeah, that's what I see. Top, right, and you on the on the okay. Bottom. That that's the image I'm there. getting. The other thing is now I'm really curious about this because I w- I was embarrassed to find out just a few weeks ago that I didn't know this i i knew because i i i get along quite well with bag milk from Oilers nation mm-hmm. and i'm aware that oeg aren't big fans of Oilers nation and i know there's been these shutdowns of the twitter and instagram accounts i don't know if oeg is always behind that but i think there's been some <laughs> discomfort there between the two organizations Could be. Hurts and Hurts. uh and i knew there was an issue with them being called Oilers Nation, but for, for some reason, me with my journalistic instincts never bothered to ask Bag Milk more about it. Uh, probably because we're often talking socially more than we are business wise. So someone told me that they get away with it because they made Oilers Nation one word, and apparently that is what you have done as well. So it's either Oilers Live, Oilers Slive, 
or oil earthliv, which sounds oddly Latin or something like that. Where's the oil earthliv? Bring it down from the mountain. We must have the, it's like an oil extract or something like, I'm thinking like an olive oil oh. thing. Bring me the oil earthliv for my salad. <laughs> Why does my stomach hurt already? Oh. Anyway, so that, those are the four <laughs> things on my mind. I really now have nothing else to say, so I will respond to your prompts. The <laughs> <laughs> prompts as they may. <laughs> I'm pretty much done. Oh. I'm pretty much done. Well, I've got nothing left. If okay. Hebert had planned this properly, you could have been on my deck. We could have been having a beer and just had a portable studio out there, Reed. Yeah. Sherwood Park, a very curious little community. Uh, it is. Are all the trees, sorry. Are all the streets named after trees? Is that true? Just in the area called the trees. Oh, okay. There's also an area called oh. the birds, and we live in the seas. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I was confused tonight on my show because a guy texted in, and uh, well, our studio operator, Kellen, read the text. And I, I think, obviously, I don't text our own station, but I think people can put in a permanent handle so right. they don't sign their name every time so i think he wrote in mike in sherwood park and then it said in sherwood park so i think so then kellen and i were confused is there a park in sherwood park called sherwood sherwood forest <laughs> sherwood heights those are na- neighborhoods yeah Not a park yeah there's just yeah park, lacking some trees park. but <laughs> Anyway, so it's a very birdy. So there's tree, a tree neighborhood, a bird neighborhood, and a seed neighborhood. Yeah, well, C, like the letter C. So everything starts. Oh, the letters. I thought you said seeds, like the birds were planting the seeds that made the the trees. And I was thinking seas like lakes and oceans, and hence why it's a peculiar town. (laughs) Live on Atlantic Ocean Avenue in Sherwood Park. Well, I mean, St. Albert, every every neighborhood has start the same letter. They have same here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, they have St. Albert, interesting community. Uh, mm-hmm. I, well, I should say I go to St. Albert uh, not frequently, every so often to go to the uh, Mission Fun and Games, the big board game uh, store. That takes me to St. Nice. Albert. I've but there, a yeah. few years ago, a colleague um, was was doing a remote in, in St. Albert <laughs> at a at like a, one of those dream homes. They were you know having an open house and then they'd sell mm-hmm. the raffle tickets for her or whatever. And she says, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and come check out the dream home at 80 Periwinkle Drive. And I texted her. I said, that is the most St. Albert Street name ever. Periwinkle <laughs> Drive. Yeah, they probably have like Cinderella Street and, and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Parlez-vous Francais, yeah. Now, I haven't been uh, to St. Albert for a couple of years. Every time I come to Edmonton, I, you know, I've got no reason to go out there. I had some friends who grew up there, but. They got a street uh, and an arena day. named after you. There is. There is a street named after me. There's uh, Bear Street, just as you get into St. Albert. Hebert, oh, right. Hebert. Yeah. yeah. Or Hebert Arena. Street, as we Hebert call it. Hebert Street. Yeah. We, yeah. Well, Hebert. Hebert. Yeah, we butcher it as much as we can on purpose. Hebert Road. I think it's Herbert, actually. No, no. no you're done. <laughs> you're done. Oh, man. Like this it reminds me of uh, <laughs> reminds me of like when a when a Western Canadian junior team gets a, a player with a French name and it's like the coach is never oh. going to say it right. Like, 
Like there was this kid that played for the Lloyd Blazers when I saw, I mean, he wasn't from Quebec or French, but his ancestry was son. It was, name was like Belargeon or something like that. And he was always right. allergic to the coach or, or then, <laughs> then he just becomes, you know, Bales or Baylor or something Belly like that. Belly or Belzy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. This is my funnest show ever. Well, uh, this is a record for the quickest the show's gone off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> and longest. Let's go. Now there's a comments thing. Do I have to type in there? <laughs> oh, no. Again, no, no, oh, it'll start <laughs> filling up, I'm sure. I'll write my memoirs as I'm doing the show. I remember sure. going on a podcast with the two gentlemen. That's my memoir sure. writing voice. Sherwood Park Live. I like that. It also sounds a little bit like Low Tide imitating McCurdy. From a few weeks ago, to be honest, so maybe there's some similarities there. Do you have a McCurdy impression you want to throw at us? Or? I don't have a no. I'm not going to do a McCurdy impression. I, I Bruce is a very uh, very nice man. I don't uh, oh, see him often. I saw him at the, the uh, uh, what's that thing they had in the summer development camp? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was there, but I didn't get to talk to him for. But Bruce is a very uh, very very nice man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, oddly enough, I have never met Low Tide in person. Come on. Oh, no, wow. we've texted a bit, but uh, didn't yeah. you just well, have my, a my journey tale? through the Edmonton sports world was different than a lot of people. So I've actually yeah, never uh, met Low Tide in person that I can remember. Yeah, I've never I met him count twice, but but I also bought twelve books from his signing. So I th- oh, nice! <laughs> I thought that deserved a bit of a When's conversation. When's your book coming out, Reed? That's a good question. That that is a goal of mine to write a book. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I would write it about. I like, I don't know if I'd write about my life. Cause I don't know if my life is that interesting. Like something would <laughs> have to happen where I, that was more interesting than my life and career. And then I would use that as a segue. It's like, well, okay. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I don't even know what I would do. Like I want a bunch of money playing roulette. Like I invented the perfect <laughs> roulette system. Uh, Radio you know, so Wars. that would be. That would be like six chapters, and then it's like, Reed, you need 14 more chapters. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> here's a chapter on Lloyd Minster. Here's a chapter on the Allen Cup. We can put all this in. But all people want to read about is like, this guy invented an infallible roulette system or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm done. done on chapter four, and we're out of here. Yeah, hey, we're <laughs> off the rails already. What's the best Allen Cup game or series you ever? I, yeah, I want to hear I, about this. I don't feel like this is off the rails. First of all, I feel like this is pretty. Normal. It is a little hockey show, or how or how I am, but, but it uh, also is Oiler Slive. So yeah, yeah, Oiler, yes. Oiler. The my well, the weirdest Oiler. one of the weirdest things I've ever seen happened. Uh, my first week in Lloydminster. No, it would have been my first week. It would have been my first month because I started in March of 2000 and the border Kings hosted the Allen cup in April of 2000 and the team from Quebec, it was, it was still a four team tournament. Uh, they've gone to six, you know, the last, uh, well for a while now, but at that time it was still four teams and the team representing Quebec, I think Quebec slash the merit. No, maybe anyway, was called the St. George Garaga. And if you're thinking, oh, that sounds like Garage, that's exactly what it was. They were sponsored by a garage door company, and their logo was like tire tracks leading into a garage. Yeah. It was sort of stylized, but you'd look at it and be like, okay. So in one of the games, and and this is one of those moments, and, and, I, and I wonder if I saw this today, I would still be as, as stunned as I was then. I probably would be, because I've never seen something like this since. You certainly wouldn't see it in the NHL. 
Um, the I can't remember who they were playing. It wasn't Lloyd Minster, but the opposing defenseman had the puck, and the the referee was here, and the forechecking forward for the Garaga went full steam, and then full on body checked the referee and launched him into the boards. And it was one of those where you're like, wait a minute, like that wasn't an accidental. Oh, the guy moved at the last minute and he clipped the ref, or the or the ref thought he was going left and he went right. It's like he body checked the referee, and I, I'm I'm just kind of sitting there like, what what is going on? And then the Garaga. <laughs> so I got to go down and do interviews after the game, and it's like, uh, well, can we talk to that guy? No, no, we have one person that speaks English, and it's the assistant coach. So he uh, he just kind of I don't even remember, but the guy got kicked out of the tournament. Like was, was that Weidman by chance? It was. Or what? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, good call. <laughs> no, it was. The, I, yeah, that's. I guess that's a good comparable. I forgot about that. <laughs> so that that was like the first month of my career. I saw a uh, a guy hit hit the ref. The Allen Cup. I I mean. I have a lot of Alec Cup stories, probably more than you would like. So it was in Lloyd in 2000. It was I in Lloyd in 2005, too. which was the Theo Fleury. Satchel I was Lackey at Lackey that Lackey game Lackey in Red Deer. Deer. They moved the game to Red Deer. Yeah, when they Bentley. qualified to beat Bentley, now Lacombe. Uh, and then in 07, I did play-by-play for the Allen Cup in Stoney. Uh, I was still in Lloyd. It was That was actually the kind of the last big thing I, I, I did in Lloyd. But the certainly seeing horse lake that would go in the book yeah. for sure uh and that well i i have it i i moved recently and i found the tape of like no. i made a whole bunch of tapes of that of that of our coverage which included a nine minute post game so horse lake is supposed to win they crush they won seven two and nine two their first two games they get a buy into the semi and they're playing thunder bay and I remember Rob Tichkowski and Jim Matheson were out to the tournament. Who they, 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 we didn't know each other at the time. And I remember Titch saying, it's going to be 3 nothing 10 minutes into the game. And it was for Thunder Bay. Like, I, I think BJ Boxma was the Horse Lake goalie, and he crapped the bed. Horse Lake got rattled. The crowd was against Horse Lake because they were kind mm-hmm. of playing the role of the villain. Yeah, And uh, still one of the greatest games I've ever seen. 7-5. Thunder Bay wins. Uh, their captain got a length of the ice empty netter to seal it. And then the the media stuff was in a little trailer. And what was really cool, the guy who hired me, Greg Buchanan, and then eventually left the left the station, was the GM of the Border Kings. So he knew how much media would be out there. So he actually got a little, like one of those ATCO type trailers for the media availabilities. Mm. And then, so then the tournament, so, the, so Thunder Bay's out. So it's like me... The, uh, my camera guy, a radio guy from Grand Prairie, Jim Matheson, and Rob Tichkowski. And we're like, well, they're not going to give us any of the big names because they're so sour. Theo Fleury and Sasha Lakovic walk in. It was four questions in nine and a half minutes. Like, they were just bouncing off each other. That's where the line came from. Once again, Theo Fleury saves hockey. That's, that's where that line <laughs> came from and, and blaming the refs and calling the fans racists and, and, and all this, uh, very, like, it's one of those where like some things, when you look back on them, you're like, Oh, that was kind of surreal. But in, in the moment I knew this is surreal. I, I, I am going to remember this. Have this, you had a follow-up odd. interview with Flurry ever? Not about that. No, no, not about that. But no, have I, you, you've, you've been, you've had him on. 
since? Yeah, he he was in Studio 99 several years ago. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's been on Inside Sports a couple times, but yeah. I didn't want to go down that road. And I think at that, I, I never wound up reading his book. I just felt like kind of like I didn't want to, even though he has an interesting story. I did see the play um, that is about him. Yeah. Uh, when I guess he wrote it right, or had, or wrote it with somebody. Yeah. So I I did see that, but I I know that also that time in his life, you know, he's obviously had several tough times in his life, but I think he was having some issues then. So I kind of don't feel like it's. I don't know if it's something he would want to reflect humorously on. You yeah, know, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, no, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, that makes sense. And plus, he wouldn't place like, oh yeah, you were there. Like I was. You know, I was the Lloyd Minster. Like he, he knew Matheson yeah. and Tichkowski because he kind of went back and forth with them a little bit. But I don't think he he would have even recollected that I was in the room at the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to swap I mean, some stories off the air, I was a really good uh, friend with one of the players that played for Bentley, so I had a little bit of an inside. Oh, in nice. And I was uh, on the bus of Horse Lake after the the Thunder's bus after the game. So I was literally sitting at a table with Gino Ojic for oh, a good. Bit. So there's, yeah, yeah, that's there's incredible. Some, there's some, nothing I would tell on the air, but it was, uh, oh, I understand. Was I understand. That 2005 Allen cup was unbelievable. Like it, it was, was yeah, it turned out to be pretty, it was just and chaotic. And, and the so final game and the final game, uh, Montmagny led Thunder Bay three, one with like 10 minutes left. And Thunder Bay scored a goal and then scored with the goalie out that and won in overtime. Run. And nobody talks about that because yeah. Theo Fleury and Horace Lake was there. But it was like one of the most epic comebacks in a championship game you'll ever see. But let's be honest. I mean, senior hockey doesn't get enough talk as it is. I mean, you've you've watched Allen Cup a number of times. Oh, it's and it's good hockey. hockey. It's, it's yeah, great it's, hockey. It's, like, when it gets down to the... Uh, you know, the provincial playdowns, it certainly r- ramps up. I mean, Lloyd often played in a league where they weren't going to be challenge but then you know minna stickwin yeah. had their their run as a as a challenger oh uh, i mean the St. Albert, Albert has three good. of the smith like three of the smith brothers that's pretty yeah. good yeah somebody yeah. tried to mm-hmm. kill yeah. ryan i think in one of the games mm-hmm. oh, that, yeah. that's the problem sometimes <laughs> that happens in those in those games like like there was an allen cup this year i don't i'm not i don't know one yeah they uh it was televised too this year i watched it as it should be. That's good. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, it, um, I think it came into the forefront that year when the, you know, lockout was happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, well, like Gene was, was uh, Gene came out for anything. it and you know, it mm-hmm. got, it got coverage for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, and, and people who watched hockey or kept up with hockey and knew the Allen cup, but I think it really sort of came to the forefront that year because obviously some players went there um, I mean, that was a neat, you know, as far as, uh, was it a lockout or a strike? I don't even remember anymore. Lockout. I think it was technically lockout, a lockout. No yeah. Lockout. And, but as far as like hockey goes, I mean, guys went, you know, around the world to play, including, you know, the, um, couple guys like, uh, uh, Biz Nasty went to, uh, the UK and played in the elite league. Yeah. Uh, there and um, well, you know, there was speculation that there. that Wade Redden would play for the Lloyd team, right? Because he's from Hillmond, which is just yeah. outside of Lloyd, and right. his brother was right. was on the team. So I just was don't that the know. Year he was in the AHL. No, that was Ottawa sent that. him down. It was still four four oh five. It was yeah. He he was uh, all right. Yeah, I think it was the Rangers that sent him down after he went to New York. I think he played for the Wolf Pack for a couple of years late in mm-hmm. his career, but. 
right? Yeah, it would have been. I mean, I know Flurry was in it, and it just for the NHL guys to go in a tournament like that, it's almost a, a can't win, right? If you go and dominate mm-hmm. where you're supposed to dominate, and if you turn the puck over to a 35 year old gym teacher, then uh, how can you <laughs> yeah. possibly ever make a mistake, right? So Did you, now, yeah, yeah, I've only seen a couple of clips, but uh, McDavid playing beer league hockey. I mean, that <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I, I, I was a little surprised, and I think it was while I was off here, so I, I made an effort not to engage too much with things on my phone. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess they they want to stay in shape and skate, but how you'd have to. I mean, clearly he would have to tone it down. He he did because it mean, wouldn't even be a, it on. wouldn't even be a challenge. They, right? they lost seven five, and he was yeah. dash two, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Of course. Like if you watch, he was stand up skating the whole time and looked pretty relaxed. Wasn't it just a bio steel thing? Like I kind of like you know, cameras no, don't, I don't just accidentally so. show up at those things, do they? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, look at Evander Kane played, right? You know, I I played uh, some NHLers played in Calgary when I was playing hockey out there in the summer. They'd come out and play. Yeah, that's true. I mean, guys guys do it. They uh, just get a couple skates in and do that. I mean, difference being is it's McDavid. You know, I mean, we're not talking like a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar a year contract or anything. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, Jay says, uh, Reed and Rob complete Oilers hockey games perfectly. Obviously, a friend of yours. Uh, always enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> always enjoy the show from Thunder Bay. So there we go. A little bit, a little bit of a read. Is that Rob you do the games with, or is that Fred? Because I think <laughs> I've heard Fred call in after Elks games. Uh, well, we've had a f- yes, we have a few regular callers. One of them right. is Fred. Uh, <laughs> Fred, yeah. His voice sounded familiar. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for listening from Thunder. It has been pretty cool over the years to see how many people listen from outside of Alberta. Like it's a reminder of how huge yeah. the orders are. We, we get, uh, we, what, when they beat Calgary, I think it was after game four. Cause it was kind of like, they're going to win the series. Like it's pretty much a no doubter at this point. So it was already kind of, uh, fans were relaxed a little bit and we got a couple calls from Australia. Nice. And Rob and I started talking about the international support. And, and then we got, I think somebody called from Switzerland. I think somebody called maybe from somewhere in Asia and a couple more people called from Australia. So it is, it is pretty neat. And it is neat that they, that they, they tune into Chad, right? I mean, like for me, uh, like I'm, I'm really proud to work for Chad. It, when I was a kid, I listened to it. That's when I started listening to Duran Duran and Brian Adams and, Bruce Springsteen and Tina Turner and Van Halen and all the songs that were big in 83 and 84, you know, yeah, on my radio. Those guys. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> some, some yeah, listeners right. probably don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> yeah. So it's just neat that it, you know, now with the online community that, that people find it to, to listen to the games. So oh, it's it's kind of cool. It's an honor sure. to connect with those people. We're just a little so-so podcast and we've even got a couple of guys from Australia and Mexico and, guy from LA that tunes in all the time. It's, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Well, that's what's neat, right? And that's, uh, I mean, when people are interested in something, they, they usually will go, uh, anywhere to, to get whatever they can right now. We're banking it's, on it. it. In some way, it, it, I, I think, so, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, people, and it's really awful what happened to 1260. And I hope the new projects that the guys are launching go really well. Um, Us but, too. Like it's, it's, if you want Oilers stuff or sports stuff, like you're, 
you're not just going to go to one place, right? If there's a big story or you want different personalities or different guests, then, then you want a variety. So like, I think it's, I think the podcasts like this one are, are great. Like I, I think it's, yeah, feed the content, like talk about stuff, connect with people. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. And like, there's, it's good to have still talking. Like I know, Hey, there are challenges in radio for sure. We've seen challenges with TV and sports departments and stuff, but I still think the spoken word is where it's at. People talking to each other. I mean, there's so much, I'm going on a tangent here, but you know, there's so much bullshit on Twitter and everything is boiled down to a hundred words of of hatred. And and (laughs) if I think all these people who get into these written arguments, if they just actually sat and talked to each other, they'd find more in common than, than more apart. The, the, the the flip side to that, just to continue my, (laughs) I mean, if you would have told me when I was like 13 years old, that there would have been five TSNs, I would have been like (laughs) NHL for sure. CFL, NFL for sure. But like the AJHL is going to be on TV. Like there's going to be five WHL games on a week. Uh, you know, U Sports is going to have a bunch of games. ESPN, so the, the Ocho, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so the but the 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 sad part of that is you you look at the TSN guide and it's uh, an NHL game, an, uh, the same NHL game on the second channel, a replay of a World Junior game, you know, maybe an NBA game, and and then this and then the same NHL game on TSN. So it's it's good people can get more of the the best leagues, but it it's kind of I, I don't I don't think it shone the light on on amateur sport or lower level pro sport as much as I would have thought if you would have told me that thirty years ago that there would be all these channels, right? Yeah, it's kind of just it's kind of just like well, here's more of the headlines, right? right? When satellite yeah. first the big dishes, you could you know zero in on whatever NCAA you know game you know you know talking about espn the ocho like if it was dodgeball or whatever you could find a, you know you could find a a game for everything but you had to wait 10 minutes till the dish changed uh direction just right. right yeah yeah but i mean but, there uh, there is stuff yeah. i mean like you know the you said the Allen cup was on i mean wnba's on obviously there's you can watch different i just would have thought there would have been certainly more i i i would have thought there would have been more U sports hockey more yeah. more because even the CHL I feel like is it really on that much anymore like it's kind of kind of not they do a game as... of the week that's pretty much it yeah and then the rest of it and, and Shaw I mean, had you know game you can, yeah actually Shaw's done a, a pretty good job with some yeah. of their stuff yeah that's a, that's a good point yeah yeah I, I mean and it depends on the market like here every uh, Mooseheads game is is streamed by East Link right well good yeah yeah. Yeah, and the Remparts, we were talking about them off air in uh, Quebec City. They've got pretty good coverage. Um, you know, there's it depends on the team. London Knights, obviously, would. There yep. seems yep, to be sure. a little bit of money flowing through there, here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you yeah. mentioned the WNBA. Speaking of women's pro sports, what do you guys think of Brian Burke being named the executive director of the Women's uh, Pro Players Union? Well, I think, it, I mean... I think they, if you can get a name, it's always good, right? Mm-hmm. And I think he's proven that he will. I, I don't like. I don't really know Brian, but I don't think. And I mean, sure, I know people will be like, "Oh, he did a terrible job with the Penguins." Okay, settle down. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's small slice of the pie. Yeah, he's. 
I think he's the type of guy that will engage with that, and he's not just doing it as a bridge to the next job. I mean, it might wind up to be that, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Th- I think he'll care, um, and yeah. I think he. Uh, like I'm not. I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm tying his his son and and with women's sports yeah. like but but he'll he's proven inclusion he he will he embraces inclusion and he's gonna he'll he'll say hey like you know he's he marches in pride parades and and talks about his son's legacy agreed. and all yeah. that stuff well, so same. i don't i don't think he's gonna just do it as like oh yeah i'm just gonna be the 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 big shot that's uh you know just gonna do this for my it looks good on my resume i think he'll care about it i kind of went hmm that makes a ton of sense you know, I just yeah. was like, yeah, and good for them. I, I, I hope they get everything they want. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they and deserve, you know, I mean, they need to do things like that. They, you know, they need some names. They need some people behind it to, you know, uh, kick it off. They've, they've done, gone through a number of iterations. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you hope that, you know, this is the thing I know, um, like, I think we, you know, most of us who've watched hockey enjoy watching women's hockey. And I think it's just about finding the right markets for them and, and the right, you know, management and make sure everybody's got a fair deal and, and, you know, they'll do fine. And, you know, I don't know, I don't watch enough. I don't watch basketball in general, so I don't watch the WNBA or the NBA, but I think the WNBA is doing all right. Well, it's been around a long time now. Yeah, no, it's but it's directly it it is it is the NBA, right? It's a affiliated arm yeah, of the, yeah, if you affiliated have the WNHL. The that's right. a whole other story. That would be different, right? If you hey buy Oilers seasons tickets, and then for an extra so much, you get the twenty home games from the Edmonton yeah. Chimos or whatever they'd be called, right? So, yeah. But I do remember when the WNBA came to Canada, like they were, you know, they, people were there to watch them, right? Like people came in droves to see them in Toronto, right? And meet the players and the, you know, young athletes knew who the players were. And, you know, I think that's great. And if the, uh, you know, women's professional hockey league can get to that level, right? Where they, you know, people know players that just aren't on the national team. Right. Right. Um, you know, that'd be great. I think that'd be, you know, it'd be really good. I, you know, I think, um, you know, they did this, uh, well, Dash knows they had a, a, the hockey cards out and they had the women in there, but it's all national team stuff. And, and so they need to find a way to promote it. That's, you know, accessible. And I think just like junior hockey, right. I mean, you find a, a fan base that needs to watch, right. That, yep. you know, maybe can't. You know, I mean, the NHL will always be the NHL, but um, women's professional hockey needs to find its own niche and, and go after that. I, th- I think that's good. But getting somebody like Burke involved is is pretty important. I just noticed, uh, we, like, is Jay the only person watching? He commented again. <laughs> <laughs> One comment. I've, I've had inside sports shows like this where it's like we have seven text messages, five from the same person. Yeah, <laughs> one for the previous show, and uh, one guy who thought he was texting his wife about buying groceries on the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one guy that was supposed to be texting twelve sixty and accidentally texted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I I would love how Dave Jameson would always read the actual accidental text. Hey Bob, blah 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 blah. <laughs> well, or people cut and paste stuff right and just send it to all the different shows. 
Because I would get that in the evening sometimes too, where it's like, right. Hey, Bob. Right. And then you click on the person's history. It's like, well, they sent Bob that text at one thirteen, and either Bob didn't read it or they didn't like Bob. No, so you so see they the, sent me the same thing, but they didn't <laughs> yeah. change Bob to yeah, read. Right? Reading Rob yeah, have yeah. to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's oh, funny. Man. Well, this yeah. is the uh, oil see live show. So I don't know if you want to talk about the oilers <laughs> or not, but yeah, let's do a little oilers. Talk. I can talk yeah, about whatever good, you like, gentlemen. Good segue. I mean, let's, um, let's start with the news of the day. Uh, Sam Gagne, who, uh, you know, we talked about two weeks ago. We had a, a pretty good inkling was going to be uh, <laughs> signing a PTO uh, with the Oilers. Some so-and-so's Twitter handle uh, tweeted that out uh, two weeks ago. And, and uh, we expected this. So here it is. Your thoughts on it so far? Like what, um, you know, what do you think, you know, is Gagne the, uh, is he what the team needs? Uh, well, experience wise. Yes. I think passion wise. Yes. Um, I mean, I guess he still proved, uh, he had a pretty good, was it just this last year? I think he helped the Jets power play for a while. I mean, he's an intelligent player. You know, I think just this, the, the tempo of the game might be a challenge. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I cheer for small guys, but as I often say, physics is still physics. Uh, but I mean, if he's your, your 13th or 14th forward, I I think he has a better chance than Sutter just because Sutter hasn't played for two years. And I, I, I heard uh, him on with uh, Mooner and Escott today. And I mean, yeah. it sounds like he went through quite an ordeal. You getting through the, the COVID fallout. Um, it's really interesting with me with Gagne because hmm. my, I, I realize he is beloved I also feel like, though, there are a lot of people now saying they love Sam Gagne who didn't love him so much the first time he was with the team, quite frankly. Because when I, the, when I was uh, Bob's producer for two years, you know, Gagne was one of the main guys on the team, and the team wasn't very good, obviously. Um, and he was like a, a good player on kind of a lousy team. And he often was like targeted. I thought by listeners as a bad draft pick and too small and not good enough defensively and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, and then as often happens, once a player leaves, he's like, he's never more popular than the day he left. Right. So, uh, I, I remember Bob and I had a guy, I hope Bob doesn't mind me telling this. Maybe he's talking about it. We had a guy, we actually referred to as the Gagne hater because he was like a serial emailer. Well, no, what happened was he, I, like, I, I made the mistake of thinking I could speak to him rationally through email. So he was like, Gagne, like, he basically just be Gagne sucks, too small, no good. He's, you know, the reason the team is bad, you know, and you, and then he lumped in you and Bob or, defending the team and you guys are the, like one of these, like we're the problem and all this stuff. And I, you know, first year producing the show. Uh, so I, I emailed the guy and I was like, Hey, thanks for your thoughts. And you know, I tried to say like, you know, I think that if you listen to what Bob said, he, you know, he offers a balanced uh, take on, on Gagne. Like he's not trying to sell him off as like the greatest player in the world. And 
uh, you know, and I kind of thought a little rationally talk to this guy. And then now we had my email and that was the worst mistake <laughs> I ever made. Said it was daily. Like, you know, if Gagne turned the puck over the next morning, I got a two paragraph email about how terrible Gagne is, how little I know about hockey, how I shouldn't be working for the, in the radio. Wow. And he then he started guys. going on this speed to tie this back to the Allen cup. He started going on this, uh, <laughs> Cause he was from, he was from Bentley or around Bentley. And he started saying how, <laughs> then he's telling me how the Bentley probably generals could probably, he was telling me how the Bentley generals could beat the Oilers. And I was like, dude, <laughs> like I said, like, yes, the Oilers are a bad NHL team. Let's just establish that as a fact. I said, like, hopefully you're not being serious. And he insisted, no, he's like Bentley. They work harder. They 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 got more talent. The Oilers are <laughs> lazy, overpaid, no skill, it, no teamwork. So it's like, wasn't okay. it Lars Eller, <laughs> Lars Eller with Montreal that said playing the Oilers is like playing a junior team? He or did say that. Like yeah, that? and then the Oilers won that game. I, they, <laughs> yes, I remember that. I I, I, I was doing the. Uh, yeah, I had I've never forgiven him then. for it. <laughs> yeah, I think that was my yeah that was my first year actually doing this job because he says that and then. The Oilers yeah. won in Montreal. We're they yeah. usually do okay in Montreal, except for this past season. But uh, yeah, that was Lars Eller who said they're mm-hmm. kind of. I think he kind of referred to like. I think Eller didn't mean their talent level, but just their disorganization. Like how disorganized? Yeah, yeah. you're a hundred percent. Yeah, I still said it. Which he wasn't wrong. Yeah, these guys know full well what they're saying. Sure. Right? Yeah, but that's I love how you like why say it right. Yeah. I love how you brought all that full circle back to the Allen Cup. That's why you're a, a freaking well, pro. Reed it was a right fluke. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> it's just the way our brains work. You know, I think Gagne kind of has to be evaluated on two levels now, doesn't he? You know, if the rumors are going to be that he's going to be part of the organization moving forward, and and even you know, even this year, if if it's not going to be a trip down to the bake, and he's going to be around the dressing room, and you know, and in practice, and at this camp, and you know, then I think like Sam Gagne off the ice, that's, that's a guy that was born into this game, you know, like his, yeah. he's known this game since he was, you know, it probably set on his cradle, you know, like third line center someday in the NHL, like Dave's a grinder himself. It comes from scrappy and character. He's all character. I think, you know, like he's, he was a June came from a junior powerhouse. He was highly touted. He was a first round pick. He's a first, he's had the pressure of the Oilers franchise on his back before. Um, he's the original guy that scouted Connor McDavid. If you've ever heard that story, he's <laughs> right. He's, he's the one that went back and told, uh, he's Jeff the reason Jackson, we drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you guys should go watch this kid. He's pretty flipping phenomenal. You know, he's Jeff Jackson's first client. He's friends with Connor and Leon. His wife's from here. He's got a thousand career games. Like, Reed said it. He's intelligent. The hockey IQs there. Like, why don't we want a guy that's had experience on the power play and penalty kill and shootout and playing wing and center? And I don't know. Like, and I challenge you, Reed. You said, you know, you think he's maybe had a better chance of making it than Sutter. I don't know. I don't know if Gagne's here for the for the hockey or or for the character. You think but... this is a transition? Yeah, like, I really only, do. He, if he makes it, he's almost like a player coach. Or like, you know, player development, I think, you know, timestamp that, but like, maybe that's the type of role I can see him in when your dad's an agent and you know, you've been around your whole life for this season though. I think he still wants to be a player. 
Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But it's going to take, I think, a couple layers of injury. I, I could see both of them getting signed, though. I think Sutter and Gagne, you know, Sutter really, that's, we're not talking about something really all that different. Like, it's another guy that's born into the game. Right, like you're not just getting Sam Gagne's nine hundred and whatever or thousand and fifteen games. You're getting that experience that he's brought through his whole life. You're getting his the two thousand games because his dad played nine hundred and fifty. And with the Sutters, you're getting five six thousand games of experience. Like all of that passed down to these guys. And what have the Oilers been missing per se? Right, yeah, it's some that, savvy for sure. Yeah, you know, or that. I leadership. just wonder if either guy would be willing to go to Baco if that's the offer, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, if they're on PTOs, it could be the Versteague situation where it's like, well, if you get an actual contract offer from another team, you just go. Right. I could yeah. see that happening for, yeah. for Sutter. Less so for Gagne, but... You know, I heard that interview too, Reed, and Sutter sounds like he's in absolutely peak physical condition. Oh, I, I'm and, sure he's recovered, you know, I guess. That's always just me being like two years without playing. But yeah, I mean, he's, but, he's... What is he, 34? Like, he's not... That's yeah. not old. No, it's not for sure. And, you know, and he's got the size and he's always been in good condition his entire life, as they said. And, you know, Sam Gagne's coming off a double hip surgery. You know, there's. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I don't, I'd like to see both of them got a real shot at, you know, making a bit of a cut. You know, that's not terrible either, though. I think, honestly, Playarvi was better after his hip surgery, right? So, like, maybe that's what's been holding Sam back for the last Whoa, few years. Was he? <laughs> uh, when was it again? <laughs> yes, briefly he was. Yeah, he was. He had 25 games. games. 25 yeah, games. Yeah, the season like, with no fans. You were on a roll. The season with no fans, the yeah, RV was actually okay. I can't yeah. tie all this back to the Allen Cup. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> Maybe that's Play RV's next stop. <laughs> if it's ever in Finland. Yeah. He does love well, he likes Elk Island. Maybe he'll move to Lloyd. It's halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Mark my words, Gagne's on the team though, come opening day, whether he plays or not. He'll be part of the team in a shore type of role. And I doubt very much he, you know, he may play one or two games in Baco, but I doubt it. I doubt he plays many. He'll be uh, sitting with the team and be around the team, be around the dressing room. Uh, And then, you know, as I suggested before, he'll probably find something with the team, you know, going past this year. Yeah, I would think after this year, there's probably something else for him. Wow. Especially I mean, when your buddies uh, with Leo it, and Davo like, and you're trying to get extensions. Yeah. You know? Gagne is good for so many reasons, though, too, for this team. Like, he's good because, look, fans, there are the fans that hate him, <laughs> right? Like, those guys, there's that group, the Gagne haters, but there's the nurse haters. And there's, I mean, you could find, you can find guys, believe it or not, uh, on the uh, on the Twitter machine there that hate Connor McDavid. Like, oh, sure, think, yeah, and I think know. he's a plug. Yeah, um, you know, like, like Calgary Flames avatar, yeah. but oh yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, anyway, I don't. Whatever the case, uh, Gagne's Gagne's nothing but good for this team, and and uh, you know, size wise, yeah, physics plays into it, but. I bet you he'd take on the biggest guy on the other team. If he, oh, he has no, he and that's why yeah. Brownie likes him because he yeah. said he, you know, even Gagne's first tenure, he said like if there was oh, a yeah. bad game or a low energy game, he was the one guy that would be like, okay, I'm going to hit somebody. I'll try to start a fight. Oh, whatever. for sure, Michael. You remember we were watching that Red Wings game, and what did he give uh, Evander Kane one? Oh, in the yeah. side, and yeah, then yeah. Kane turned around <laughs> no. and gave him a death glare, and it stopped there. Right. <laughs> Sam, Sam saw heaven, but he, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, for sure, he's not 
scared to muck it up whatsoever. Absolutely not. <laughs> we need another eight point performance though before I. <laughs> hey? Yeah, what a night that was. Eh? He's done Jeez. it all. Sammy's done it all. He has. What do you guys think of this narrative that ties it all back to the old boys club? Because I'm actually a little tired of it. You know, like if we're calling the old boys club the the 80s Oilers that won these cups and so on and so forth, like I don't think it's fair to Steos and Gagne and guys like that that might get involved in the organization now that are closer to that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of call it the new boys club if you will, but it's just guys with character. I mean, I guess Coffee being around more, like his role might be kind of a little exactly what is it but yeah i mean it's it's really interesting guys covering shitty teams because when a team is really really shitty like things are are wrong and certainly you know the elks have been this way the last little while hopefully things are starting to change but two and oh baby here's the thing like when something when when a when a team loses or is performing poorly, things are wrong, but it doesn't mean everything is wrong, right? right? So, yes, like and Rob and I used to get we used to joke about taking shots whenever anybody said old boys club. Now there was some legitimacy to it, uh, back in the day. You, you, you know, no, sure. Kayla was actually a pretty good general manager overall, but. Yeah, you know, was he around too too long? Some some stuff like that. Like other guys were around the team. Got I as get close that to the cup than anybody but, else has. Right, but like hiring Steve Steos is not old boys club. It's hiring a guy who's become a hockey manager and has done a good job, and who happens to think the Oilers would be a, a neat team to work for. Right. I mean, go through if you if you went to like the detailed list of any team's front office that doesn't just list the general manager and the assistant GMs like lists all the scouts. You'll mm-hmm. find a lot of ex players and often you'll find guys <laughs> yeah. who played oh, yeah. for that team yeah, yeah, or who sure. at some point in their career and then wanted to live in that city or live somewhere where they could scout conveniently. So I, I have like, like, I'll give you an example. Loyalty to that crest, you know, like, but an example of how, um, and I understand fans get angry. I don't, I don't, begrudge that i mean it's it's it is frustrating when teams were are bad for extended periods of time like the orders were or who can't score points twice in a season like the elks this season but so <laughs> the year uh, i believe it was the year hitch took over and remember they were good for about 15 games and then it was just terrible the last half mm-hmm. of the season mm-hmm. so peter watts passed away who you guys probably remember you know was longtime broadcaster did cfl on tsn and then he was doing a talk show at our station in Calgary. Uh, so he passes away. So, you know, his uh, second half of the season, Oilers are doing bad. They have another stinky performance at home. And this guy calls in after the game. And he's just like, well, I want to bring up something else and proof of what a terrible organization this is. Okay. And then he says, and Reed, you're probably going to be equally as offended as, offended as I am. And I'm thinking like, boy, what is this guy possibly <laughs> bringing up that he's lumping it. me yeah. into? <laughs> yeah, and, he's, and he <laughs> says, he goes, Peter Watts passed away, a longtime broadcaster in this province, really well respected. The Oilers do nothing to honor this guy. And I, I think Brownie was irritated because he, he jumped right in. He's, he's like, yes, they did. And the guy's like, no, they didn't. 
And because uh, Rob actually just just handled it. I think he just was like, I'm not going to let bother read with this guy. But uh, and Rob goes, well, we're, we're at the game. And the guy's like, no. And Rob says, they put <laughs> they put Peter Watts on the scoreboard in, in, in memorandum and then read a nice little thing to, uh, you know, about Peter's life and career. No, they didn't. <laughs> Rob's like, it was, we saw it on the scoreboard, sir. Well, I watched the game on TV and it wasn't on there. <laughs> no, because it was on during a commercial break. And that's Sportsnet. The, the Oilers put it up. They put it up for the people. So, you know, again, when, when a team's yeah. doing bad, things are wrong. But I find some fans, they, they look for it, it, they look for things to be wrong. Well, well, what else can I criticize? Oh, this, oh, this, oh, this, oh, this, right? So. Anyway. Well, I'm sure their their lives in between their four walls aren't much different. No, you know? nobody has a question for me, Mike. Nobody. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure. That, Let's get I'm this sure. chat hopping. Do you have a question for Reed? That's somebody asked. What's did. more likely to happen this upcoming season: a Campbell that's, bounce that's, back or a Skinner sophomore dip? That's a little sad. Like that's like when you're in grade <laughs> ten and you, you go up to the girl that you like. <laughs> if I asked you out, would you say yes? No, I wouldn't. Okay. Hey, I heard uh, Sandra shot you down. No, no, I never actually no, no, asked no. her out. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Next time we have you in, we're going to dive into this whole Chandra thing. <laughs> Lay back on the couch. We're going to make, we're going to get Reed to cry on air. <laughs> well, actually, that's just a name I picked randomly. But anyway, uh, I the think the place where Chandra hurt you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think Campbell will bounce back because I think he's uh I think he was already showing signs of bouncing back. Probably the like the one thing I would sort of criticize Woody for this past season was that he didn't start him in the playoffs. Like I think he should have started at some point. Um so I think honestly, if I I'll, I'll make a, a wild prediction, I think Campbell will play more games than Skinner. Mm-hmm. Um It's funny how I that's think- the wild prediction now after, right? Like and I still going think Skinner's, last year. Yeah, I still think Skinner is going to be good, but I, I think Campbell will bounce back. I mean, he's too good an athlete. Yeah. Uh, I think Holland has showed a lot of faith in him. I don't think anybody in the organization is is down on him. And I mean, to be blunt, too, it's going to be hard for him to be worse than he was. I mean, right. I, Stoff and I were given the uh, we we do the save percentage rankings of all the goalies who qualified and. You know, he'd be 51 out of 53rd or 47th out of 52nd, you know. So I think, like, he should have started a game. Like, I would have started him against L.A. in Game Game 5 after he won the overtime game. But he he, he probably should have got got a start against, I mean, if he starts Game 5 against Vegas, you know, and you lose, well, you're still coming home with Nurse back from suspension in Game 6. So, but... I guess the fear is he blows it and then you got two goalies with shaken confidence too, you know, and I don't know, there's a whole debate there, I'm sure, but I do see that split going closer to 50, 50 this year. Oh, I think so. Probably equal it out on games for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, Campbell had a new city, a new team and new teammates. He switched pads halfway through the year, you know, well, the knock on him has been the, the, you know, the mental Mental. side. So, you know, he never really kind of got on, on, on an upward trajectory all I'd season. I say you'll know early. Started on a bad it's be fifty-fifty or not, and that'll be yeah. You know, if if Campbell comes out and has a few bad games, then you know Woodcroft's likely to lose some confidence early. It's hard to you know, it's 
it's one of those things where, you know, if a goalie comes in and you, you know, you've played them and uh, doesn't perform well, and then you keep playing them. And, and then later on, you just, you keep second guessing yourself. And I don't think Woody's going to do that this year. Right. Like if, if Skinner, if, uh, sorry, if Campbell comes out and he's playing well early on, then yeah, we'll see. Trust comes you know, back. Yeah. We'll see lots of them. And, uh, you know, the question, you know, is it, to Reed's point is mentally, how is he, how is he doing? Right. Is he, you know, has the off season been long enough? Uh, you know, there's, there really hasn't been a lot of talk about him in the off season. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, does that, is that good? I mean, maybe he's yeah, that's probably away good. from, away from everything and he's got some, you know, some chance and, and it helps that he's had a season where Skinner actually came in and, and took a little bit of pressure off of him. Right. Like, Maybe he goes into the new season thinking, you know, I don't need to take this team all the way. I've got, you know, a good backup and, and I can do it 50-50. Who knows? But it's, it is mental. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys are asking about Broberg. You think Broberg? Yeah, like Broberg. For taking a I, yeah, run? I think so. Well, I mean, he was. Uh, how many games did he get up to last season? But you guys are I, I'm bad for remembering stats. But I mean, I kind of considered him almost a full-timer last year, right? I mean, when they went with it's seventh defenseman they, a few times, right? seven D he was, he was one of the seven. So, uh, I think he can play on the, on the right side if they need him to be, I mean, see how things go for day Harney. So yeah, I think he's, uh, I think definitely, I mean, if he doesn't, then I would think, well, a lot of people like 46 Robert. games played last year. Okay, I thought he got into a few more, but still, that's that's not bad. Uh, I know I think they'll leave. Echo. Sorry, I'm reading messages as if I would read stuff on my show. Sorry, I have to defer. <laughs> to, no, I'll have to defer to the hosts. <laughs> hey, you take over. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Let me put myself on mute. Come on. I'll put myself on mute. We're good. <laughs> me too. Good. How about it? You know, the most popular the show's ever been, and reads <laughs> 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 the. Reed's the host. Oh, you looking for another gig, Reed? Yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, there's always God. a spot here for what, you. Uh, what were you going to read there before you... Before <laughs> Do you, you try Broberg on left defense, Ekholm on right defense? No, I would leave Ekholm on left defense with Bouchard. That was, that was a very <laughs> good pairing. So I would not mess with that pairing. Look at that little spur of the uh, of the, the message there. Eh? Says, "Let's get the chat hopping," and Chandra finally says, "Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we are we are dancing with Chandra tonight, guys." Going to the sock hop. Yeah, we're two stepping. Let's go. Oh, oh that's funny. All right. <laughs> All right. Black uh, Zakari in. He's also yeah. one of the huge fans of our uh, guitar intro reads. So that's oh good. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't fact, mind getting that on CD. Brought it back. <laughs> yeah, he is the reason we brought it back. We're going to take it <laughs> off. He ri- he rioted. <laughs> he rioted. Bang, banging on my Just windows. The, it's yeah. awful. You know, we've been lucky, I'd say, at Oilers Live. We don't have, um, and you get it. I mean, you're the, uh, you know, you home of the Oilers, so to speak, uh, 630 Ched. You're doing a post-game show, so you get it, you know, inundated with it, like the, you know, whether it's the nurse haters or the, you know, the guys that, you know, hated Gagne or whatever, but yeah. we've been lucky. Most of our fan base don't have a target 
that they've kind of <laughs> gone on. Um, you know, I like if you look at this upcoming season, who's who's going to be the target? Way. Who's going to be the biggest target for the Oilers this year? From angry fans? For fans? Yeah. Oh, I think unfortunately Nurse is still going to get Nurse you know, for sure. Nurse yeah, I, I just think some people will they will it's just watch the that, games right? to record his mistakes. Yeah. Which hundred um, percent. Stoff had a great line. He, he's like people, the, the people who hate Nurse act like it's he's being paid with their money. You know, like yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. like I I'd make ten thousand dollars more a year, but they gave it to Tarell Nurse. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, where'd my Christmas turkey go? Oh, Tarell yeah. Nurse got it. Yeah. I, I think that um, I, I think that's one for whatever reason. I mean, unless he wins the Norris Trophy or something, people. Won't, I, I mean, look, voting look, man, like, like seventh. That's pretty damn good. Like he's, all he's, he does is play the top. He plays a ton. In the I mean, it, conference all the day. How many day. even strengths points did he have last season? Like he was in the forties, wasn't it? You know, yeah. um, that's all he ever gets. He's and I mean, it's almost. I, I don't know what. I guess the thing I struggle with, and you know what, you can make an argument that he's overpaid. For sure you can. Sure. But that's more, that's more of a Holland criticism than a nurse criticism. And you guys talk to people. I talk to people. I talk to scouts who come through. The Everybody said the first number of that deal was going to be an eight. You know, he's getting, he's getting yeah. probably eight and a half. So we got 9.25. So, okay. So I don't know... Like, I, I guess sometimes I feel, and maybe I'll ask people more of this, like, what's the standard for nurse that you won't be upset? You know, if it's, if it's perfection, yeah, like if it's, if it's perfection, then Doesn't I give exist. you, I guess I'll give you permission to be unhappy all the time. You know, if it's like, it's, it's like, te- it's, you know, Justin Verlander gives up home runs, you know, like <laughs> things. <laughs> he things was getting happen. 8 million until what McAvoy and Wierenski and Seth Jones and Heisken yeah, the and Jones one, I and... think tap thing off. Yeah. Some, I see right. somebody just wrote in CC. Uh, yeah, maybe because CC didn't have a great year. He was also injured the entire year or most of the Well, year. and what was ever expected from CC, right? Like, and you know, was it to be a top line D guy? No, I don't think so. No. And so that's the thing people, uh, leave out too, and you know, way better than CC. But yeah. you look at like how many top line D guys like Nurse are playing with a guy like CC, right? Right? Yeah, they're and, often playing with yeah. another guy as good as they are. Yeah, yeah. Seabrook had Keith, you know, yeah. or yeah. whatever, right? Like, <laughs> and, and I think CC's a, a a decent player for sure. But yeah, you make oh, yeah. you, you right. make a good point. It's the top pairing because of Nurse, not because of the That's other guy. Right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and nobody ever texts into your show read uh, the three years before nurse extended and said, man, that Darnell nurse is playing three million dollars under his value. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? and then, like, and aver- then nobody yeah. those six years out. Like, yeah. And then when he has a good game with 28 minutes and plus two and an assist and six hits and four block shots. Yeah. You know, nobody says, well, OK, you know what? He actually played played well tonight yeah but, and yeah. made three guys pee their pants in the corner because he intimidated the piss out of them like, <laughs> yes yeah. so much it'll change i think a lot of that'll change this year i hope led well, in the dressing room leader right. in there you know. yeah. well it's gonna yeah. be great having at home the whole year i mean we talked about the goaltending the power play is going to be deadly again 
I mean, look, they, they, to me, they're absolutely a cup contender. And then if they can actually get there, then that that changes everything, right? Because yeah. like our, our second caller after the season ended on overtime open line after the final game said, well, I guess that settles it. Connor McDavid, puck hog, point <laughs> only cares about his personal points. And, and I cut the guy off. But those people are always going to say, where's the cup? Where, 403 if he's that area good, code. He's, yeah, actually, I don't know what it was. I did, it, was, it, was a, it was a, well, I never see the callers anymore because we're either in Studio 99 or a different right. uh, studio at Ched now. But Well, it was a 403 area code. Yeah, prob- <laughs> probably was. But, you know, there, there are sometimes where there's fans, though, who like to eat their own a little bit. But uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, until, I mean, again, the, the cup, the cup changes everything you know i think about uh well i don't know if you guys like football but you know dan marino never won a super bowl you know what's the thing people say oh this yards yards never won a super bowl okay you know i don't know if it was all his fault but no he didn't Mm -hmm. uh you know think if manning didn't get the one with the broncos near the end only one only one you know brady's got 40 you know brady won every (laughs) super bowl you know like 42 yeah <laughs> but once these guys you know if if they, if if they win then once you're in that category then you know it, it silences the critics a little bit and, and not that you'd be immune to criticism or or you accept the drop in you know performance or whatever but then it kind of and then you're in that category right and then i mean it's weird for me because I still see it, you know, when people do, when it's getting into March and April or, you know, even February and people start to like, I still see some years people talking about the Penguins as a cup contender. And some years they have been. And some years I've been like, you're only saying that because they've won in the past. This isn't a caliber team, right? But that's how it goes. Once you've, once you've won, then then people, some people will always say, well, you never know. You never know. They might turn it on and, and they might figure it out. This, they they might yeah. be able to go through some teams just because of the experience in the past. Oh, well, they're already, you know, and I'm stuck here in the East. There's already some of the Eastern NHL media talking about how the Penguins power play is going to be <laughs> the best power oh, play in the league. this upcoming. Season. I don't see how the, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see that. It's, uh, <laughs> no, no, okay. I talked about the Oilers' power play on my show tonight, and I said, "This is not exaggeration, and it's not hometown bias. The Oilers have one of the best power plays ever, if not the best. The best. Mm-hmm. You know, the best. I'm not saying this about the power play that was third in the lockout year. <laughs> that are like, oh, they're one of the best ever. No, like this yeah. this one the last four years legitimately is." Their power play is becoming a dynasty. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's a power play dynasty. Well, I said it last show. I mean, when do you not, when the Oilers go on a power play, when do you not expect a goal? I mean, it just... Well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously they weren't 50%, but you you expect a goal more often than not. I mean, you think, well, they're going to score, or it's going to be really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, we're over the hour, Mark. No, what happens? We, we didn't. Uh, well, no. <laughs> now the world explodes. My boss, wait till my boss gets on. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I'm right here. 
Yeah, it's right. Yeah, right who there. is the yeah. boss? I don't even understand. There goes, the bo- there goes my Sash, bonus. you weren't on the last time. I was. Uh... Yeah, no, I missed you last time. I think I was still uh, the associate host at the time, but I. Uh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. You... <laughs> oh, great job uh, filling my shoes, though. David will win the Richard again, Grampy. I'm reading the messages. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, the two. I think you had me on the pissy day. And again, we that was pre. Yeah, that was the day. That's and right. And I think, yeah. did you not have me on the day Tippett was fired? Which we again, we didn't know. I think I'd pre-committed to that. Yeah, yes. I think so. Which yes. was interesting. Two kind of newsy Jeez. days. So today was just a regular day when I could have been enjoying the neighborhood, <laughs> having a <laughs> with, all, with all due Never respect, to Sam Bonnie, yes. of course. Yeah. Yes. Never a regular but, day. Chandra's okay. waiting for you at the bar right now, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, finally. Finally going to get that drink finally. with her. Yeah. Finally. She, now she knows. <laughs> now she knows. Now she knows what she's were. been missing for 30, <laughs> 32 years or however long yeah. it's been since I was in high school. Uh, Reed, it's, you know what? It's been great uh, having you on the show. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah. Here's, here's uh, how we always end these, by the way. So I'll say a couple words. I'll pass it off to Dash. And then, Reed, we give it to you to get the last word. You get to say whatever the hell you want. Really? And, uh, and then yeah. you, and you shut yeah. it down with a good with night. With Michael and I, I on mute. I put myself on mute, even. Me too. Um, you Are you going to give me and, a topic? Like, is it like a word association thing? No, you can do no. whatever you Top want. Top of your head, buddy. Jeez, if you want to talk about your favorite book from Book Club, go for it. <laughs> The dream you had last uh, now night. Now I feel whatever. pressure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is why we don't let anybody prepare for it, though, because I don't, I'm pretty sure we'd go over every single. Well, let me get this script out here. I've, present, I've prepared a presentation. I'm actually going to say something really, really sappy and serious. I know what I'm nice. going to say. Right, Jeff well, Walker from 1260 that. told us about all the Easter candies he had in his freezer. So really, this could go anywhere. We had a guy. <laughs> go. Remember the guy that told us that you He's should coming to work for the us. draft? Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, I hadn't heard that yet. Yeah, I really enjoyed uh, Jeff on the show. In fact, that was the first time uh, I'd ever talked to him. And we had all the producers from 1260 on at one point. And uh, that was a fun show. Nice guys. uh, Just a good guy. Funny guy. Stepped up and maybe don't get a big voice like they should because they're uh, knowledgeable guys doing lots of different things. That's good to hear. He seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, so yeah, so thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, those of you, uh, that tuned in, thank you. Good, um, good crowd tonight on all the different platforms. Uh, make sure you head over to heavyhockey.com. Check out the Oilers Twitter dog bracket is the most exciting thing happening there right now. We're down to, uh, the final four. We've got, uh, Izzy versus Otis and, uh, Koopa versus Bonnie and, oh, there's already like 2,000 votes for Koopa. And the other one is <laughs> this. So just, I mean, Reed, you're going to have to check this out. Because Koopa and Bonnie are in like a neck and neck race. There's like 2,000 votes know. for one and 1,800 for the other. And then in the other semifinal, Otis and Izzy, there's like 600 <laughs> votes and 400 votes. Nice. So, so oh boy, that, one's, awesome. uh, that one's heating up. That one's heating up and they're going into the final. For each of those, my money is on uh, on Koopa right now for the uh, for the overall win. Uh, and then uh, also check out we've had a couple of new articles on there. A uh, guy like uh, Ryan Lotsberg um, 
uh, is doing a three-part series on uh, why McDavid isn't going anywhere. And Reed, you... Um, he isn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's not. And and um, Lotsi is our... We call him the Oracle, the heavy hockey Oracle. He is... I'll sing his praises again. I sang them last uh, last episode, too. Uh, he's kind of right like predicted a few things dash like he predicted um tyler wright uh being let go as soon as the jackson thing um, he was the only one that said anything about brandon dubinsky before it happened yeah he kept calling a bunch of odd like line combinations he'd write an article about some <laughs> analysts like and say you know if, if cassian would play on the top line then we could do then all of a sudden cassian's on the top line we're like what the actual hell is happening that's crazy that's great yeah so of course uh oilers sign uh gagne to the pto is on there a little bit of talk there um and then, uh, yeah, you should read, if you haven't yet, uh, read um, uh, Lotzberg's uh, three-part series again. The guy's getting crazy. He's starting to write novels. But uh, he wrote on uh, Jackson's impact for the Oilers. So check all those out at heavyhockey.com. Uh, reminder that uh, the charity hockey game uh, is coming up in February, uh, right after the Battle of Alberta, February 25th. 4th. 24th thank you it'll be played at the oilers community rink we'll get um or the downtown community rink sorry and uh that'll be the day after the battle of alberta so i'll be out there to watch that uh that was good last year we raised twenty five thousand dollars for the sexual assault center of edmonton hope to beat that this year so put that in your calendars I don't have anything else other than to, other than to say uh, thank you to everybody. I'll pass it off to, I, I've got to figure out now whether the associate host gets paid more or the assistant host. Uh, so right now we'll just say friend, my friend Dash. I'll pass it off to my friend Dash to say a couple words before he, and then I'll talk to legal while you're, uh, while you're talking and we'll see what goes from there. And then we'll give it to you, Reed. Uh, but thanks again for, uh, for joining us. Thank you. Just keep EHR out of it. Legal's just fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, Reed, on behalf of Oilers Live Podcast, I apologize for the two minutes of your life you'll not get back listening to the dog bracket. Uh, so I apologize there. Uh, on another note, uh, you know what? little pat on the back for us because uh, we spent two of the last three weeks in the top 30 in Canada for sports podcasts, and we're pretty damn proud of that around here. So you can call us a so-and-so podcast or one of those other guys, but you know, we're growing and we're, we're making rounds. Um, personally, I'm, uh, doing some color commentary for love pro wrestling. Uh, I've been really enjoying that. Uh, so if you have a chance, come out and see one of those shows. Uh, they got one in Sherwood park in my hometown. It'll be face off two right at the Randy Rosen rink where the crusaders play and, uh, September 16th and Saturday, five o'clock. And I'll be doing some guest commentary there again. So make your way out and, chant some silly things i'd love it and uh other than that just thanks for tuning in subscribe all those things and over to reed for uh some sappy uh last words say good night at the end reed don't forget it's awkward otherwise well thank you very much for having me i still am often surprised when someone wants me on their podcast but i always enjoy doing them so thank you for welcoming me onto the show um I, I I just really want people to know I love being a talk show host and it's it's the greatest job I think I could ever have. And I I guess to do a bit of a plug, I still do have a talk show. 
Uh, it's time is changing a little bit, but I, I have there has been some um, assumptions or just misunderstanding with the changes that Chad. Uh, Oilers now is going to be five to seven, and Inside Sports is going to be seven to eight. So it's it's still there, and I'm still there, and I'm still doing Oilers broadcasts, and I'll be doing some stuff on uh, on Chelsea on Chad in the afternoon as well. So if you like Inside Sports, you're still, or if you hate Inside Sports, you're still stuck with me. Uh, but I really appreciate that people tuned in. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you for asking me and have a good night.